0: It's time for Outside the Box with Lincoln Stars head coach Rocky Russo and Lincoln Stars broadcaster Joel Norman on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. For the first time in 2024, it's Outside the Box here on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm Joel Norman joined by the head coach of your Lincoln Stars, Rocky Russo after an excellent weekend for the stars, but we'll get into that in just a moment. First things first, Rocky, how was your, I guess we can call them winter breaks. We get about that week off, you get right back into action. How was your time off with uh, family and friends?
1: It was great for the most part. I got to, uh, you know, just spend some time with with my daughters and with my wife, and uh, my mother and father-in-law came into town, and so that was great. Unfortunately, my kids had the, whatever was going around the school that every other kid had a little bit under the weather, but, but uh, that didn't stop him from having fun. And then we had a, an official white Christmas here in, in Lincoln. It started snowing overnight and uh, snowed all day long on Christmas day. That was my wife is, that was my wife's first real white Christmas. Um, And she said there had been snow on the ground a few times growing up as a kid in Philly, but it never actually snowed on Christmas. So, um, my father-in-law kept asking, he said, that's why, that's why we're coming to Lincoln. We're going to have our, our, a white Christmas. And, and, uh, we were watching the weather as, as the, the, the holiday was coming up and I'm like, I don't think it's happening. I don't think it's happening. And then all of a sudden, the last few days, those snowflakes started to pop up on the, Mm -hmm. the weather app. And, um, and then it, it kind of looked like it was actually going to happen and it was cool. We had, I don't know, four, four and a half inches and kids got to go out and play in the snow and, and, uh, it was, uh, it was just a really cool experience for everybody.
0: That was definitely more than dust. It was a, definitely a, a fair amount and, uh, surely made for a good white Christmas and a great weekend for the Lincoln stars right out of the holiday break. I, I joked with... Head coach, or assistant coach, Mike Zanella, all weekend, I said, a uh, well, birthday gift you've got to be asking for is six points, right? Well, he, he got exactly that. Uh, two wins over Omaha, the win over Tri-City. That was the perfect way to come back. Maybe sometimes in the, over the games, not the way you wanted things to go, but you guys found a way to win three one-goal games. Bro, I, I haven't even had a chance to dig into it yet. Have you had a three-game sweep weekend in your three years with the Stars prior to this?
1: That's a good question. Um, That's
0: my goal tomorrow is to figure that out. But I yeah, wonder you'll, if you could you'll have to one. Check. I don't
1: recall one. Uh, if you want to know the truth, um, that probably was the first one since uh, since I've been here. Um, I'm just trying to think back to we didn't last year, None right? Much. Um, and I don't I don't recall. Um, I don't recall one in in my first year, so I, I would venture to say that's probably the first time since I've been here. And I would also venture to say it's probably the first time in quite some time um, with the stars where where we swept a three game weekend, which was pretty cool.
0: It was a really fun weekend overall. It started off with a big win on Friday at home, five to four over the Lancers, followed up by a four to three win at Omaha the next day, and then the weekend concluded with a little excitement of a shootout on New Year's Eve, two to one victory. At Tri-City. Let's start with Friday's game, Rocky. One that started out fantastic. Five goals to open things up. Uh, midway through the second, rocking and rolling at the icebox. Great crowd on hand. Everything you could want in that one. And then Omaha strikes in the final second, literally of the second period, and then gets three more in the third. But you guys hung on. That was one where, in a lot of ways, we haven't seen that a ton, where you kind of have done enough in a first period to win a game, really, this season.
1: You know what? I, I was really really pleased with the way that that we started that game and and obviously you know we we'd been in very low scoring affairs with them in the two games in their building before that so to be able to uh to score four in the first and then tack on a fifth you're feeling pretty good and um even in the second period I thought we played really well we we were kind of controlling the pace of play controlling puck possession and uh you know, they scored with 0.2 seconds left on the clock at the end of the second period. And, and, uh, I think that, that I, I knew maybe more than anybody, how, how much that changed the trajectory going into the third period. But, uh, you know, I tried to just talk to the guys about learning from that and playing to the buzzer and, you know really understanding situational hockey and and we we made a mistake on the line rush and then we didn't pick guys up and and all of a sudden it ends up in the net and you know it's it's no harm no foul because you started the period with a four goal lead you end the period with a four goal lead but it becomes a problem when they score three goals and uh and all of a sudden you're in a dogfight so um you know that game got a little bit more um a little bit more tight than than we probably needed it similar to that washington texas game last night where washington was firmly in in control until all of a sudden they weren't so um but we were able to hold on and and get a win and and uh you know i i wasn't happy with our process i didn't hide that from anybody i i think it's really important to learn from that but it's it's easier to learn when you manage to hold on to that lead than if you give it away then you're really kicking yourself because you didn't do enough to to hold on and and win but but we did, and and so I was able to to kind of let the guys know that that's not acceptable, and we have to be better. And I thought we were on Saturday.
0: Certainly energized the team heading into Saturday's game, and a game where you guys you felt the adversity of that one, three different deficits. You came back each time, and the only lead you had in that game really mattered was once you got that second goal from Blake Montgomery. What what a gutsy finish of that game it was! Those final few minutes of the third period to tie the game and then win it as well.
1: What a what a. Uh, a shot by dash and then another great individual effort by, by Blake. But, uh, you know, I, they, they, you know, they scored a few goals that game, but I never felt like they had control of the game. I never felt like they were really running around on us or, or extending their possessions. They just kind of, you know, we made a couple mistakes and they were able to score on them, but I felt like we, we had control of the game it just you know you look up at the scoreboard and you're like if I was watching this game and I didn't know the score I would think that we were handily in, in control of the the scoreboard as well but I think that we earned that that win and and fortunately we were able to bury two in the last five minutes and then hold on with the net empty
0: needed overtime and then a shootout on Sunday and that was kind of a game where you could tell both teams are playing for the third time in the week you're trying to empty the tank but maybe the energy just isn't quite there but That was one where I think you could have flipped the coin down the stretch and in a lot of ways that's what the shootout is at this point once you get that far. But regardless, that game even got to a shootout thanks to a ton of big saves. Speaking of which, we have to, this is kind of becoming a recurring thing for us calling out the league. They posted top plays of the week today and they didn't include Jan Shostak's save against Trevor Connolly from the third period. I couldn't believe that that didn't show up.
1: Well, and again, like, I mean he doesn't like I, I I don't even know if they know the stars are in the league. Like we haven't won one player of the week all year. Um but that that's a big reason why I'm I'm upset about the third period on Friday. If that game finishes five one like it should, yeah. he clearly wins the the goalie of the week, mm-hmm. right? But instead he's he's credited with four against on whatever forty four shots, but like that wasn't like none of that was his fault. And, and so he doesn't get the accolades that he deserves, which is frustrating, but, um, I don't know. I mean, maybe they didn't include that because it, you know, Jack Picard made the initial save, right? It hit. Team
0: play though. I think that gets Yeah.
1: I mean, it hit Jack's shaft of his stick and then, and then Jan did save it, you know, Mm -hmm. but he also took the penalty to put us in that situation to begin (laughs) with. So, um, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to dig a hole, dig your way out. And he did, of course, Mm -hmm. but, uh. You know that's that's a tough situation to find yourself in four on three with, you know whatever two minutes left, two fifteen left, and and having to try to find a way to kill that off, and and we did a great job, um, you know it was it was Keaton and and Dash and uh, Kleber and and Kai, those guys those guys did the bulk of the killing for that, and and then obviously Jan making some big saves and. I mean, Trevor Connolly played half the game. Literally, he played twenty-eight and a half minutes. He played half the game, um, and so it was a you know it was a it was a really good hockey game. Period. Like, if you if you are a fan of the game and you appreciate the game, it doesn't matter like if it's a two-one shootout or you know a lot of fans would say, oh, we'd rather see the high-scoring game. But I mean, there were plays being made. There was chances. There was. Line rushes. There was, you know, I mean, big saves on Everything. both sides. I'm, I mean, Cam uh, Corpy made a bunch of really good saves too, and and so um, it was just a fun game to be a part of, and, and a great way for us to end the calendar year.
0: I loved just the battle between Showstack and Connolly that whole game. There was at least three big saves that Showstack made, and I'll include the one in the shootout. Not even letting him really get a shot off, getting that stick in the last moment, maybe making Connolly think an extra second. That was just a really fun game within the game, it felt like all night.
1: Yeah. And you know what? have went first. And, and, uh, I was actually really happy that they sent him first because, um, Nizmayev had a penalty shot against him, uh, a couple weeks ago. I think it might have been the game, uh, before Thanksgiving, maybe. Um, and, and, uh, Jan stopped it maybe it wasn't the one before Thanksgiving maybe it was the game we won uh, a couple weeks ago but um yeah the 15th yeah. yeah the 15th so that Friday but Jan stopped it and uh and so I knew he had confidence in him I knew that he had an idea of kind of what uh uh Nizumev would do and and obviously he's he's super talented and really skilled great hands trying to trying to wait you out and and uh force you into being you know baited into something and and jan just was patient 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 and used his stick and made a big save and and uh i could tell he was dialed i mean after he went through making the saves he needed to make in in overtime i was very confident going into the shootout that if we could get one early obviously spinner was able to do that but if we could get one early um he was going to be back there and, and make the three saves that we needed
0: it did exactly that and it was uh, exactly what you wanted to see from the shootout as well. That was uh you went with I'm trying to remember now, Spinelli and then Picard, and then it was Peters who went last, didn't Yeah, he? and
1: Peters I thought had him five mm-hmm. hole. Um Picard I I don't think it was his his best effort, but uh you know, he's a guy that you gotta trust to, to go there and um Mangs historically has not been very good in the shootouts and Which is so um, surprising. You know, I mean, look at look at Mason last year. I mean, look at our whole team last year. Nobody scored a shootout goal last year except for Antonio Fernandez. He was the
0: only one. And won all the games that he scored one in. Yes.
1: Um, <laughs> but Mason was, like, automatic the year before. Really? Automatic. Um, if he went, like, just forget about it. It was going in the net. And um, Lucas Wallen scored a lot in the shootouts. It's funny. Like, I don't even remember. I used Thompson once or twice, we were in a lot more overtime shootout situations in my first year than, than last year and this year for whatever reason. But, um, it was other guys that were coming up big and scoring in those moments, not Thompson, who was clearly our, our leading scorer and our most talented player. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Mason was, was money in the shootouts the year before. And I mean, he was zero for three or zero for four. And, uh, we were in a, sh- I'm like, I'm not using you go sit down there. <laughs> like <laughs> if we get through half the bench, you can go. And he was laughing. Obviously I was joking, but I kind of wasn't because he just wasn't having a lot of luck with it. And, and, uh, you know, Mang's Mang's is a guy that, that is super talented and, and just hasn't, you know, he has been a little snake bit in those situations. And so, you know, we'll see you next time we get into it. Obviously Jack's had a few chances. He scored in Waterloo, but, um, you know, the, it's actually something that that our staff has kind of talked about. Like maybe we need to spend a little bit more time on it. And I mean, we do a shootout every week, yeah, but um, but maybe you need to spend a little bit more time and and kind of talk about it. And we do a little bit, and you know, you, you you try to give the guys the information that they need, but you don't want to overwhelm them with the information because you know you don't want them thinking too much. You want them you want them to react, and and if I've always been a believer that if you if you go into a shootout situation with a predetermined thought process on on your your move, you're not going to have success. Um, I used to laugh because every Thursday, Sambuco would be like, "Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to go backhand, forehand, under the bar." Like it never went in the net ever. I hope you're listening right now, Bux. Um, It never ever went in the net, <laughs> but he always and he'd come back and be like, "Oh, I just missed him and Nelly all the time. And, oh, I had him and." Tanner used to be like, "Oh, Nelly, you had him, huh? Right? You haven't scored two years in the shootout, but you had him. So, (laughs) like that. That's you know. So you you don't want them overthinking it. You want them to be confident and just kind of react to what they see. Um, But some guys are better with a a a plan in place. Some guys are more able to just kind of read and react and and uh, you know spins spins can do more than that move. That I can assure you, but." He's he's so long and patient that, you know, once you get the goalie to bite, he's able to just pull it back to the forehand and, and put it up under the bar.
0: It was a beautiful little goal. I mean, he totally had Corpy sold. He was going to go near post sign and went back to her at the last moment. When but, you're
1: 6'4 and your sticks nine feet long, you've got, you've got a lot of options there. I don't know what that's like, but he, he certainly does. He
0: did. It was really impressive. But nice to see because he had he kind of been a little snake bit in general. Recently he had the goals and assists weren't quite there the way he started. He's still been playing well.
1: But- yeah, you know what? He he's banged up. He's banged up and he's he's playing through some injuries right now. And um, you know, I'm certainly not making an excuse for him, but uh he's on the mend and and starting to feel better and, and I think the break was good for him and so um, but he's still been super effective. He just hasn't been pointing as much and um you know same with mangs like you'd like to see those guys get on the board a little bit more but they're playing heavy minutes a lot of times they're playing against the opposing team's top line and so um you know they're doing they're doing really really important stuff for our team it just doesn't always show up on the score sheet
0: Chatting Lincoln Stars hockey here on 93.7 The Ticket. It's outside the box. And Bryce mentioned, uh, if you want to be part of this show, give us a text on the Sarter Heyman text line 402-464-5685. Looks like we got a text already.
2: Yeah, we got a few of them here. First one off of Facebook. Uh, Bryce chimes in here. He says, was last Friday night the first Lincoln-Omaha tilt that didn't have a fight in a long while?
0: Mm, No. No. We've had a few clean games.
1: Yeah. I mean... Uh I would say that we've had I mean, we played them so many times the last two years, played them twenty plus time. There's no way there was a fight in every one of those games. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe late um, in the
0: season, every game last year, but yeah. several of those uh, early on now.
1: No. I mean we made up for it on Saturday, right? Yeah. There was you know, there was a good fight there with uh with Copes and um you know, it's I, I think uh there was an interesting little scrap there with uh uh, with Massa and and so there was some, some fireworks there, but uh I don't think that uh I don't think there's been one in, in all the games that I've coached against them, but quite a few.
0: <laughs> yeah, plenty and we got we got a lot in that second period. There was the big hit on Aiden Jans in that second period of that game that was uh, David Posma laid that one. He brought a physical element all weekend in those two games. Man, Matthew Malte went over to kind of stand up for him and then Posma didn't look like he wanted to fight in that instance. Surprise, surprise. And then we saw Ryan Koosler come over and kind of get in that. I was saying to someone after, we, we live in a time in hockey where I don't necessarily agree with this thought, but it seems to be the big thought is, if you lay a big hit, you have to be ready to defend yourself. I don't always think that that needs to be the case, but it's pretty clear the game has gone that way. And that was a situation where I would have liked to have just seen Posma and Malte go once Malte decided, we're basically, we're going.
1: Um, I, I believe that if you're going to, if you're going to play that way and you're going to go and consciously try to run a 16 year old kid wearing a cage, um, that you should have the, the, the willingness to back it up. Um,
0: it's an open ice hit. So that like, you know what you're doing clean or not. Like, that, I mean, I thought it was a clean hit. He knew what he was doing. And it's like, you know you're trying to send an impact, right?
1: I, I don't have a whole lot of respect for, for someone, anyone, not just that particular situation that's that's willing to, to throw that type of hit and then not turn around and and, and answer that bell. And, and uh, I was really proud of Maltz because he was willing to stand up for his teammate, knowing full well he was going to end up in the box. And, and uh, truth be told... You know there were no suspensions from that because it was not it was not managed correctly um maltz probably should have had a minor penalty um, uh he got an instigator out of it well they they gave him an instigator yeah. but but how, he didn't fight
0: yeah that's right
1: because he certainly, wrapped him he, didn't, up. he didn't fight Posma. he didn't fight at all yeah. So how do you, how do you get an instigator fight? You didn't inst- uh, instigator penalty. You didn't instigate a fight. Yeah. Um, he should have got a two minute minor for, for let's call it roughing and starting that whole uh, sequence of events. Custler um, should have got the, the, the major and a 10 for fighting Masa. Masa should have got the, the major and a 10 for fighting Custler. Um, I would have probably given Posma a two, um, not for the fight, but for, for the shenanigans after the fight. Um, there's no secondary altercation because there was no first altercation. That's right. Um, but in real time, I thought that Posma might have been a willing combatant. Um, and so my original thought was that Custler was a third man in in that situation. After I went and watched the video, I realized that Posma really had no interest in fighting, um, which says a lot about his his brand of hockey. Um, I don't have a whole lot of respect for it, but um, but but ultimately, you know, the Kostler kid. I, I respect the way he plays. He plays hard. He plays physical, and and he's and he's not going to back down. And and uh, you know, when you're a 20 year old, you shouldn't have somebody else coming to defend you. Uh, not I mean, you played two years of college hockey. And you just ran over a sixteen year old and then you're gonna go hide. I, I just don't care for it. So um but but none of that should've happened, which means malt shouldn't have been out of the game, masa shouldn't have been out of the game, you know, like that's 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 a major mistake from an officiating standpoint and, and fortunately I, I respect and appreciate the league for trying to right the wrong and and not, you know, throwing throwing gasoline on the fire by suspending those guys for the calls that were made that were incorrect and um, but it is unfortunate because then you lose Malts for half the game, you lose Massa for half the game, and those are two guys that that uh, are big pieces. impactful players for us, and and so it was tough to play without them.
0: No, absolutely, and I'm with you. They're you, you righted the wrong. They played the next day, and it's almost like you can say in that sense, okay, all's forgiven.
1: Yeah, I mean, to to a point, it just you know it gets it gets a little old when when it's oh yeah we missed that one oh yeah we missed that one and oh yeah that shouldn't have, oh that should have been a goal sorry you know and and uh i appreciate the transparency and the honesty and they do the best they can and and uh you know it's just uh that there's there's real life consequences that go with these mistakes and and uh that's where the frustration lies because you know it goes back to the game before christmas if they count bemo's goal that makes it two nothing in in tri-city on saturday like that's probably a far different result. Yeah. Maybe we won that game, too.
0: Yeah, But the way it just turned after that.
1: Two. And and now, what are we? One point behind them?
0: Yeah, because they're four points Well, up they're right five now.
1: on us now because oh, of the overtime. So, but they would be two less and we'd be two more. Yeah. We'd be one point behind them. We would be tied with Des Moines. And we're going to play this game, just so you know, we're going to play this game for the next 33 games or however many you have left. Well, we should, though. Every single night, it's going to be... Oh, we won and they lost. We're closer. Oh, we lost. We those points are going to cost us. Like yeah. it's it's gonna. That's when you're how, in a
0: playoff race. This is what happens. Yes.
1: And our first two years, it was a different kind of game because we're like, oh, well, we're trying to get that that first round by, mm-hmm. and you know, at some point, we knew we weren't going to get it in in my first year, but all the way till four games left in the in the, the season last year, we still had a chance at it until DJ Hart went and took a 5-minute major penalty <laughs> against Tri-City but um but Forgot he was he's he trying to do what was right god love DJ um but but up until then we were still in a position to try to battle for that that uh, first round bye so you know I I'd, I'd I'd like to say that 10 15 games from now maybe we're we're securely in a playoff position but mm-hmm. let's be honest look at this look at the standings look at look at four five six seven right now it's all really tight. Very fluid. It's all really tight. Even, I mean, Waterloo's three, but I think they're ten. What are they? Ten points I back of,
0: yeah, of Far- Fargo's.
1: Well, no, like Fargo or, and Sioux City are one and two. Um,
0: Fargo has certainly separated themselves. Sioux City's a great team, despite that loss the other day. Doma, you're right. They're they're kind of right now, seemingly like they're one and two. Waterloo's hot though so they're very much in the mix there as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, but I mean, Waterloo's 8 points back of of Sioux City. That's yeah. So very and, and Muskegon is 11 back on Fargo. Like Fargo can throw their toe feet up and and not worry about it because they're up, but yeah. then you've got uh Sioux Falls is tied with Waterloo at 32, Tri-City's at 29, Des Moines at 26, we're at 24. Um you know, and and so let's just say that Game gets, you know that that call goes our way. Well, Tri City would be at twenty seven, and we would be at twenty six, and and now you're you know you're you're talking about being six back of third place after an eleven game losing streak. So you know, I, can I say that we're suddenly going to be comfortably in a playoff position? No, no. If you're not one or two right now, I don't think you're comfortably in a playoff position because. We're all just going to play each other, yeah. right? And and obviously we still have out a conference with uh, the national program. Both teams, the seventeens and the eighteens, we have two with Muskegon. Chicago's we have, on the schedule. Um, Chicago comes here, right? Later in the year, yeah. Um, and and we go to uh, yeah, we go to the program. We go to Muskegon. Chicago comes here. That's that's what's left out of one conference, game right?
0: with Dubuque in there in February. They'll come. Yeah, here. yeah.
1: We're done with so, yeah. we're done with uh Cedar Rapids. Yep. Uh we're done with Madison. We're done with Youngstown. We're done with Green Bay. Yeah. So um
0: five. No, no. Seven. Two,
1: three, four, five, seven more out of conference games. Yep. Right. And we've played we've played uh twenty nine games. So we have thirty-four games left.
0: A lot of time to move up the standings by yes. those head to head wins, just what you're talking about. Yes.
1: And so I know that obviously, you know, we've got We've got a handful left with Omaha. We've got a handful left with Tri City. I think we only have two left with with Waterloo. I think we only played them four times this, this year. Yep. Um, we have three left with Fargo, um, and that's three and three in their building yep. later on in the in and then, March. Yep. And then we've got a bunch with Sioux City. We've got a bunch with Sioux Falls. You know, you're you, all these teams that are in that in that mix are all playing each other. And so you're, you're going to have to win your head to heads and you're going to have to hope that you get some help here and there. And, you know, I mean, you look and Des Moines, Des Moines, obviously, uh, lost a couple games this weekend. That was helpful. Then they won one, like, but, um, you know, you're going to be, you're going to be scoreboard watching and, and trying to win as many games as you can and, and let the the chips fall where they may.
0: Really fun to be doing this here on the month of January. Before we take the break, I think we had another question come in real quickly.
2: Uh, yeah, just uh, one real quick one here. Just hoping uh, it looks like for an injury update from Chase B. Any word on if Jimmy will return this season? Me and the fiance got his Christmas jersey. and would love to get it signed.
1: Uh, you could definitely get it signed. Uh, Jimmy will be back in town in uh, in the next week or two in the next week or two. And, and, uh, we're very optimistic that, that Jimmy will be returning at some point to play. Um, it's a, it's a matter of him just recovering and, and then rehabbing and then getting himself back into shape. And he's, I mean, you know, he's got a significant lower body injury that, that took surgery to heal. Um, but, uh, but we're very optimistic and, and, uh, obviously he's, uh, a captain he's he, he was our original captain he's still our captain that doesn't change and um, you know and now I would consider you know Kai a co-captain um, but but having Jimmy back just here in Lincoln with with the, the guys every day around the room um, with our coaching staff I think is going to be fantastic and and so we're excited to have Jimmy back here in town and and uh, he'll be more than happy to to sign that jersey for you Chase.
0: Very good to hear. Last played for the Stars, November 10th. Looking forward to when he can get back. Ron, I'll leave you with this before you head off? Seven and three month in December. That is the fifth best winning percentage. tied for the fifth best winning percentage in the month of December in Stars history. So congratulations to you on that. Also on the eight and four record since that 11 game losing streak came to an end.
1: So we've had, I mean, we've had some other seven and three months, but not seven and three in December. Is that what you're so saying? So the
0: ones that's just referring to December months. Okay. We've had a few really impressive December months. The last time we went exactly seven and three though, in December was ninety six, ninety seven. That year ended pretty well.
1: Yeah. I was in high school.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I was a, not even a year old. So <laughs> I don't even think I was in high school,
1: Ninety six, ninety seven. I I think I was in eighth grade. So, well, it's been a little while. It's been a little. But while. either
0: way, I mean, it was a heck of a month for you guys. Twice the stars finished undefeated in the month of December. But this was only the second time that you reached over six wins in the month of December.
1: Well, and Nick and I were just talking about it today. We we have not in the, in the last two years had very good December's. Um and tough, yeah. And we have not. We've not historically done very well in that in that New Year's Eve game and yeah. and in that last game in Tri City because same schedule. Um, It won't be next year. I'm going to change it. But, um, but that last game going into break and that, and that New Year's Eve game coming out of it. And so winning that game on, on Sunday was really good for us and and for our group and being able to go in there in a tough environment and, and come out the way we did was, was was excellent
0: yeah so two of those trends reversed on the new year's eve game and then just a really good month of december so yes really good way to end 2023 with that we're going to take a quick break and when we return we're going to have stars goaltender lucas massey and forward max for joining us here on outside the box on 93.7 the ticket it's time for outside the box with Lincoln Stars head coach Rocky Russo you and Lincoln Stars broadcaster know, Joel Norman on 937 a ticket you know, and the ticketfm.com. You got you bump
2: it up, don't you know, bump it up? Back again here on 93.7
0: The Ticket. It's outside the boxes. I'm Joel Norman chatting. Previously was with the head coach of the Stars, Rocky Russo, and now with Stars goaltender Lucas Massey and forward Max Verkodesh. Guys, how are we doing? Happy to have you on here tonight. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Max. I remember you were on last year, maybe a couple of times couple as well. Times, yeah. Max, uh, is this your radio debut? I would assume. Yeah, it is. Okay, pretty exciting. you you got the Slovakia jacket in here with you. You were playing with them, of course, to the World Junior A Challenge. And kind of back like you never left, scoring in game number two, back with the Stars on Saturday. That had to be a pretty good feeling for you, scoring against Omaha.
3: Yeah, so I had a little bit of a drought there, like a point-point drought. So finally scored.
0: That Good. was an exciting one because you were able to kind of slip behind the defense a little bit. And this is not at all meant to be an insult. But to me, that's not the way I picture Max for a coach getting a goal. I see you kind of as a guy. You're going to rifle a shot. That one you get in the, on a breakaway opportunity. It had to be pretty exciting in that moment.
3: Yeah, uh, it was super exciting to get the goal finally.
0: There was a lot of debate among the, the media up there saying, oh, is he offsides a little bit? On And it, I didn't I didn't think so from my angle, personally. I'm not saying I'm biased oh, or anything. Good. But it was it was one, was that was a situation where like you get in and you're kind of thinking, like... I always wonder, like, do guys know sometimes, like, okay, I was off on that one, but I got lucky?
3: I don't think the situation was offsides. I just saw the puck near the blue line, and I just called for it. So the defenseman, like... Uh, flat-footed and started with the puck, so I just called for it, and Max gave me a good pass there and scored.
0: Yeah, it was really nice to see it, and Mass, you had to love that from the other end of the ice, getting oh, a yeah. little depth scoring,
3: oh, yeah. um, and nice to see your roommate getting
0: it as well. That's right, yeah, the Wendling household. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Bouncing uh, back a little bit, yeah. Who'd you have last year with you in your billet house? I'm trying to remember. I was, I was alone You were alone year. last year? Is it no. nice having someone else with you this year?
4: Yeah, it is. It's it's very nice. It's uh you know, some I guess some backup at the, the family dinner. To, yeah, it's it's nice. Yeah, it's like having a brother.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So, Max, what's the American cooking like for you? What do you like? <laughs> what do you dislike? What do you miss from home?
3: I really miss the cured meats, for example. Cured my, meats. Yeah, and, and my grandma's cooking. Okay. It's the things I miss the most.
0: You ever ask your Bella, take, hey, can we pull out some cured meats? Let's make it happen tonight."
3: Uh, you can't really make it here. I think it's not the same. <laughs> Not the same. That's yeah. that's fair enough.
0: Uh, Bass, what's some of the, your favorite food you've had at your household? Uh well, we do we do
4: Taco Tuesday every night. Yeah. Or are you saying back home? No, no, I'm saying with the Wendlings, yeah, yeah, yeah that they, they make for you. We do we do Taco Tuesday every night, which is great. Um, they'll always do some kind of pasta on Thursday, which is great. Nice. Uh, yeah, no, I mean the, everything they make is pretty awesome.
0: And you were with them last year, if I'm remembering right. right. Okay, yeah. so that's got to be kind of nice. But feel like putting on old shoe, going back somewhere yeah, you're used to. Yeah, it's,
4: like, it's a second. It's a home away from home. So yeah. They're basically my second family at this point.
0: Absolutely. Let's talk some more about this past weekend. Getting the wins against Omaha Friday and Saturday. Beating Tri-City on Sunday. Three really satisfying wins. Friday may be a little frustrating with how it ended, but, boy, Saturday and Sunday, uh, two games that... We, we had one lead to speak of in those two games, and that was when BMO scored the go-ahead goal in the, sec- in the third period on Saturday. But you guys found a way to get it done. I mean, talk to me about that, Mass. Both of your wins this season in between the pipes of it on the road. It's always fun going on the road and winning in this league, isn't it?
4: Yeah, and, and it was it's a refreshing win because it's, it's been a, you know, winning is hard in this league, and it's it's been a tough season for myself to start and obviously for the team. But, you know, we're turning it around, and, yeah, it was awesome, especially to beat a rival, too. It's, you know, winning on the road is very satisfying. Beating
0: Omaha is satisfying. So. Yeah, it was great. Max, three games in three days. That's a lot on your legs. Uh, talk to me about you get through the game Sunday and you guys win. How much more excited do you think that made the team as a whole because of the fact that you guys had to be so tired?
3: Yeah, we are pretty tired, but what you're going to do now? Just go there and try your best. and Thankfully, it worked out. We, and got, we, and we got two points, so yeah. pretty good.
0: Worked out really well. Let's talk a little bit about your experiences of the World Junior A Challenge. We teased that a little bit earlier. You scored that really nice goal in the last game. Unfortunately, you guys didn't get a chance to to medal, but I mean, any chance you get you get the opportunity to represent your country has to be pretty awesome.
3: Yeah, it's awesome. Like to see the the guys, you know, catch up with them and just have fun, you know, and play some hockey.
0: Did you know most of the guys on Slovakia were the guys you'd played with before, played against before?
3: So the team was a bit uh, younger, so I didn't know like. Half the team but the other half was like i knew them pretty well so it was good that'd be really fun
0: and you know watching someone like that from afar i'm sure you were following i'm sure a lot of the guys were following along as well mass
4: yeah we you know even with world juniors like whenever there's a international tournament going on we're always following it pretty closely
0: yeah yeah absolutely we're gonna take a quick break and we will have more to come here in just a moment it's outside the box we're chatting lincoln stars hockey on 93.7 the ticket it's time for outside the Box with Lincoln Stars head coach Rocky Russo and Lincoln Stars broadcaster Joel Norman on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Back again to wrap things up here on 93.7 The Ticket as we're chatting Lincoln Stars hockey on Outside the Box. I'm Joel Norman joined by Stars goaltender Lucas Massey and forward Max Verkodich and... Kind of recapped a little bit of the games from last weekend. Now looking ahead to this weekend, taking on the Waterloo Blackhawks. All of a sudden, you guys are four points back of a playoff spot. You are four points back of Tri-City. Now two points back of Des Moines. Very much in the mix. Talk to me about this this past month of hockey for both of you. It feels like this team has just completely turned over a new leaf and, and transitioned to a team that in a lot of ways, Massey, we could say we were used to seeing a lot last season. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's...
4: We're starting to we're starting to click a little bit. I mean, in terms of like the systems, everybody's starting to get it. I think guys are starting to get used to the pace. Um for myself, I mean, I'm kinda of getting into the flow of the season a bit. Like I like I said earlier, it was, you know, a struggle early on and um starting to get back into the flow of things, starting to feel a little bit more refreshed, I guess. And yeah, I mean, on a, like to come off of a break and get these three wins too has been obviously a huge factor like to jump on a team like the the games after break are often the hardest because you're you're out of whack a little bit so to steal these this weekend uh was huge i feel
0: absolutely max for you let me ask you this this is your first year in the ushl what was the biggest adjustment you've had to make in season
3: adjustment i think the the ring size it's a bit smaller than the europe europe rings and you have a bit bit less uh time on on, on you, you know, just, there there are players everywhere, and you have much much less time uh, with the puck.
0: It's interesting, because you're so used to hearing people, they talk about the change from going from the small rink to the bigger rink. You don't always think about it from the other side, but that's a good point about a little less room to work with. For you, then, did that come down to you needed to make quicker decisions compared to what you would usually do?
3: Yeah, I had to, like, practice it and, and practice, you know, just to... I'll get get my head up quicker and make those decisions quicker. Absolutely.
0: Got to give a quick shout-out, by the way. We had a text earlier uh, Harrison had mentioned to us. We got one from uh, Joe LeMay, former Lincoln star, from a couple of the seasons texted in. Uh, Harrison, we had any other since then?
2: Yeah, we've had a few more, and uh, that one is for a coach. just said, wish you all the best. Uh, go Stars. So, again, shout out to a former Stars player. We do have one from Joe talking about this weekend. Sunday was one of the best games I've ever been a part of. It was so awesome seeing all the young guys excited, heading back to the locker room. The Stars are about to shine brighter in Lincoln. And then from Casey Smith off Facebook, question for Max, what do you think of the wonderful city of Lincoln?
3: So, uh, the city is big. I think it's nice. I, I, I really like the The brick. The brick. Uh buildings i really like
0: it yeah what's um what's been your favorite thing you've done in town so far like somewhere you've gone to eat you know what, what have you enjoyed in that regard
3: uh i really enjoyed uh going fishing with mass oh yeah you guys have gone fishing yeah, probably
0: yeah. not as much recently i imagine no but. <laughs> no like,
3: early on we went a couple of times we went to
4: a uh, conestoga lake a couple of times if okay you're familiar homes um some of the little like streams here and there we explored around so yeah very cool i wish I wish it was still nice out it's nice yeah. back home so i i over break i did some I got to fishing, did some fishing yeah
0: max did you catch anything uh no not yet. no luck <laughs> no you have to wait till the spring now and then aren't you yeah well, i'll take it back <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say bass uh, as a california guy you probably have not done a lot of uh ice fishing but you get a little bit further north here you start to see that yeah yeah a lot oh, more.
4: oh yeah <laughs> i think uh well so my family recently in the in the last few years moved up to mammoth which is in central california but it's very high elevation it's a, on a okay. ski resort so um it's often very cold there but like this year everywhere is, seems to be pretty mild so the, the the places that would usually be snowed out or frozen over are you know they're open to fishing so not there's bad nice, at all. there's a nice over break to get get out a little bit
0: yeah i was gonna say that was gonna be one of my next questions for you now max you have a unique circumstance with uh, you probably can't really get back home uh tell me what what was your christmas break like did you stay in lincoln
3: yeah i i stayed here the whole break and i spent it with with yavi how was that <laughs> it was fun it was like we we have been together like every day so and we and we went to the ring every day and just practiced a bit and hit the light uh left in the, in the in the gym and and played 7HL. Very nice. The Xbox, yeah. <laughs> yeah, very nice. Very
0: I'm nice good, Christmas. Good to get the time off. but still kind of a good chance to, to work out a little bit there as well. Guys, thank you very much for the time. Looking forward to this weekend. Let's get four more points against Waterloo. Sure. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was Max Ferkodich and Lucas Massey joining me here on Outside the Box. We'll talk to you again next week on Tuesday when the Stars take are back actually after the two games with Waterloo. But we hope to see you at the Icebox this weekend, Friday and Saturday night, 7.05 Friday, 6.05 on Saturday. This has been Outside the Box. You're on 93.7 The Ticket.